You're listening to the Midwest Bias Podcast, where we love Subarus, Tater Tot Hot Dish, and I-95 is a bingo ball, you betcha. <laughs> How's that? Does that work out, Kirsten? You betcha it sure does, Tony Kornheiser. Thank you very much. This is Kirsten, or KJ. Thanks for pressing play. Okay, first of all, we have no podcast reviews, so... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, no podcast reviews. And second of all, I'm just going to share with you the best thing I saw all week. It's the best thing I saw all week. The best thing I saw all week. Today, finally, we've had three straight days of rain, sleet, a little snow. Today, the sun came out. And that's the best thing I saw all week. It's the best thing I saw all week. Okay, let's get right in to the Midwest Guest Co-Host of the Day. Time for the Midwest Guest Co-Host. She's the best co-host of the day. Yeah, it's the Midwest Guest Co-Host. Yeah, you betcha she'll know just what to say. Well, yes, it is time for the best Midwest guest co-host of the day. And it's been two it's been over two months since her last appearance on the show. Welcome back, Karen Middlestadt. Thank you, Kirsten. I've been thinking about you since last week's episode and the your trials in the hospital near and far. I hope you and everybody there is doing all right-ish. Well, thank you. We are we are surviving. We are surviving. Good. We are very tired, but we are surviving. Yes. Well, healthcare advocacy is a hard job for any daughter, right? Or son, I presume. But yes, <laughs> yes, it is a hard job. Anybody, yes. Especially when the healthcare system, they do not seem to communicate with one another and they make it mm-hmm. even more difficult. Mm-hmm. Well, you're doing a good job and I, I'm hoping to bring some cheer to your day. Thank you. And you will. In fact, I was going to ask you, um, are you drinking a Mega Buddy? Oh, no, it's too late in the day for that. I just have a very, what are they, 12-ounce can of Diet Coke. But you're drinking it right now? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so you're definitely cheering me up because I am also drinking a Diet Coke at this moment with you. Oh, well, cheers to you, Kirsten. Cheers to you too, Karen. (laughs) Okay. Well, Karen, it's been, I checked, February 4th was your last appearance, so it's over two months. Okay, that's been a nice little break for everybody. (laughs) Well, we have things we must review. Okay. First of all, did did you get the luggage? You were looking for luggage to make your trip to New Orleans uh, more palatable for you. Yes, And you you weren't sure if you were going to buy it because you didn't think it would come in time for your trip. What is the outcome of this? I I did buy the luggage. It did not arrive in time for the trip. The trip Mm. was as bad as I feared it would be. But now we have lots of new luggage. We have the small, the small size, the carry on and the big size. And we think they're very nice. And we're looking forward to a trip where we will use them. Okay, so one of the big questions last time we talked about this luggage, besides we won't get into the duallys on the bottom of the suitcase. I -hmm. assume that you have four and I since have remembered the term casters. You have four casters on the bottom, but they're two wheels each, so you have eight wheels. I'm assuming that you do have that. That is true, yes. Okay, so that's not my question. My question is, 
Does it have a USB port? Did you go with that model? And how are you going to use that? Do you do you foresee yourself using no. that feature? No, I did not. I did not buy the Plus Plus. I did not need the $150 charging station built into my suitcase. Okay. So you did, I didn't know that there was an option of not getting that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could get with or without plus or minus $150. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I would have picked your what you picked. Mm-hmm. So you went with your sister's recommendation. Yes. So you haven't used it yet though? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, no. I can report on mine. Yeah. Uh, I did use it in March to fly to Albuquerque mm-hmm. and it was great. It turned when you needed to turn? Yes, it did. And in fact, we brought Rue with us, which I'm sure oh. you, you might have something to say about. Yeah. But <laughs> She was a very good traveler. It was her first time. In the suitcase? Time. Did you shove her in the suitcase and <laughs> No, check her? That would, I'd love to do that, but that would be not good for anyone involved, especially her. But we had well, how a, does a dog like that get on a plane? She's small enough where you have a, a soft-sided <sighs> crate, and they sit in front of you under the seat. Oh, I don't know about that. I've seen that. It worked. Well, how do I mean for you, but what if? what if... You, the person next to you is allergic to dogs or just doesn't prefer them. Then they have to sit on a plane with your dog. Yes, because mm. okay. What if the person next to me takes off my takes off their shoes, and I don't prefer and your dog people eats to take them? the sh- no that I don't prefer people to sit there with their shoes off. Now mm-hmm. I have to sit there with stinky feet. Well, it's a, it's a sort of so. I mean, you sort of got me, but I wouldn't admit to it. But <laughs> yeah, I think it's different because that's just sort of poor manners. Whereas yeah. a dog is like someone else's problem now sitting next to you. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. I'm glad it worked well for you though, of course. Nobody knew that she was there. They all thought she was, it was just a piece of luggage. She was quiet. The The flight attendants were like, oh, there's a dog here. I didn't even know. Oh. And the point I was making was that I was able to put Rue in her little case on top of the roller the new roller luggage, and it maneuvered wonderfully. It was a good place wow. for her. Well, that is a success story all the way around. Yes, then. yes. But she did. She did well. She did very well. Good. I don't um, know the answer to the allergic thing, but nobody. Thankfully, nobody reported anything like that. I'll tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> we had children all around us. Oh, yeah. And the children are the problem, not the dog. Well, they're screaming. Yes. They're looking at you through the through the seats like if they sit in front of you and they're trying to get your attention the whole flight. And some yep. of us don't fly well and don't need a kid doing that in their face the whole flight. And no, they're screaming. And they, they kick the back of your chair yes. and they don't yes. listen to the headphones when they're playing their arcade games. So it, you yep. hear the bing, bing, bing all around. I it's, it's a wild, wild west out there on planes. I just didn't know dogs were getting really in on the action. Yes, dogs, if they're small enough, can be in the... And, of course, emotional support animals can be a goose, a peacock. I think they're cutting down on that, but mm-hmm. they can mm-hmm. be in whatever size and be in the plane with you. Yep. Uh, Lou is it. not an emotional support animal. I mean, you, she is for me, but... You didn't ride her up as one to get her a free ticket, because isn't that no. a thing, too? I think it's a free mm-hmm. ticket, yes. No, I no, we paid the fare, and it's uh, <gasps> it's hefty. You pay... You pay a dog fee? You pay extra. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That makes me feel better about it. Yeah. Each airline charges a little bit differently. I think United is what we took. It was 125 per hmm. 
road All trip. Right. Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. So, two hundred and fifty bucks to fly with her, in addition to our fares. Wow! And why was it necessary that the dog made the trip to New Mexico? Well, we didn't have anybody to watch her, but also and that's the other thing you always think about. Like, does the dog really want to go or need to go? Like, what? What's this? Yes, I, I mean, I think those are good questions, and that's yeah. why we've never done this before. But uh-huh. she had where we were going to my um, bonus brother's house. And my bonus sister was there and they all have dogs and they love each other. So we knew that it would be a fun trip for her. She forgot all about the plane when she got there and she had seven days to play with her friends. It was a vacation for the dog too. How nice. Okay. (laughs) So, okay. So we'll move on from that. But the the luggage did uh, wonderfully and I I think that yours will be fine too whenever you decide to use it. Very good. Okay. Review number two. Toffee Gate is what I'm calling it. Yeah. You were going to review with Amber. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Mm-hmm. About the toffee that was, I mean, all you had left in their, your bag was filler and no toffee. Yeah. yeah. And you, you were going to discuss that and, and the fact that the bag didn't look like it was very Christmassy. Because that yeah. was that portion was tossed, et cetera. What what do we have to report on that? Well, I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially it was like finders keepers, uh, <laughs> you know, you snooze, you lose. I, I I don't remember the packaging. I only remember the candy. <laughs> I mean, that's not maybe okay. like I said. Maybe that's not the most generous uh, retelling, but that's essentially the message that I got. Okay. Nothing to see here. Let's move it along. <laughs> okay. So we left that last time with me saying, perhaps I just shouldn't, I should probably just take you off the list for next mm-hmm. year so we don't cause these problems. And you said, oh, no, no, we'll figure it out. Don't, right. let's not go to extremes here. We'll figure it out. Do you consider it figured out? Well, I think I've learned lessons. And I think, I think I was kind of planning next year to maybe reach out a bit in advance when it becomes the winter time and just uh-huh. kind of get a sense of, of your general toffee timeline when I might need to be monitoring, you know, be a little bit more proactive. Okay. And if you need me to send it to a different address, I would be willing to do that because I know that you would save some for Amber. That's right. Because I am the better person. (laughs) That's right. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to move on from that topic. I'm not going to, I'm not going to weigh in there. Now, I, you also talked about a home improvement project. You were doing your home office. You were renovating it. And yeah. the gentleman, the worker man, or whatever you called him, worker dude, yeah, builder guy, I think you called her a builder guy. The builder guy yeah. was there and he was asking you what type of species of wood you wanted. I would like a recap or of what happened. Is it done? What kind of wood did you select? Do you like it? Do you dislike it? Go. Well- and and I have to say, like that is so old news now because now we've moved on to um, saunas and hot tubs. But oh. the the office the office is done. We did not go with woodworker man just because he asked a lot of questions, and I didn't really <laughs> prefer to answer them all. And because I didn't really know the answers, like what where do you want things, and how would we work <laughs> around this window, and things like this that just sort of made me anxious. <laughs> All of those things seem like uh, someone that's prepared to do a good job. Yeah, he had a notebook. I mean, he was legit 
interested, but we, like I said, just sort of turned me off. So what we did is we got in our little car and drove down to the Chicago suburbs, back to room and board, which is a furniture store down there where we got the furniture for the rest of the house and yeah. said, could we please just have two of everything? Because Amber and I, my partner Amber and I share this office. And so we needed, you know, these, these coordinating things. And mm-hmm. so the the nice little um, sales associate at room and board set us up with these beautiful two credenzas and two big work desk station things and the chairs that match. We are thrilled. Oh, so great. that we solved that problem probably. At, at first, I thought you know we were getting such a big deal because Workerman didn't have to build things custom and everything. But in the end, I think we paid notably more this route than we would have the other way but yeah I was gonna ask you about that yeah it was not I had no idea what I'd sort of signed up for I (laughs) I said but it's done it delivered in a very timely fashion there were no little bearded woodworking you know wood chip men around the house that I had to deal with (laughs) but just the nobody asked you questions no questions they just brought it in plunked it down there and I was thrilled. So a very successful office remodel all around, I'd say. Very good. And room and board, I, when you said room and board, my first thought that went into my head was, this is going to cost her more than worker, w- woodman <laughs> would. Did you really? I, uh-huh. I wouldn't have thought that. I mean, I, yeah, I thought anytime you bring like a artis- what is, art- artisan into your yeah. home and say, that's more expensive, but. Well, if you it's just not. because you wanted two, when you want two of each, things double in price. Pretty much, it almost exactly doubles. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, yep. I'm, ha- I'm happy. You're happy, Karen. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, mm-hmm. Kirsten. Please talk to me about the newest project, the sauna and the hot tub. Yeah. How about that? Well, it was cold. It was you know winter in Wisconsin, and we were cold, and we yeah. thought, what would make us warmer? And Amber <laughs> thought a hot tub, and I thought a sauna. And then I remembered um, commuting uh, from the office in Madison home one afternoon and seeing a billboard that said, if you bought a Whirlpool, they would give you a sauna. And I thought, oh. done. So, yes. but it didn't, nothing ever, you know, that deal turns out, of course, not to be a deal. So then you have to go to this other high-end little outdoor living, what, whatever they call it, store in, in Sun Prairie, which is just outside of Madison, oh, yes. Yes. where then you, have you ever heard of such a thing? They yes. encourage you to sample the hot tub. So oh. they say, we think you will like this hot tub so very much that we would like you, but you have to experience it. And you have to see if you want this jet pack or that jet pack. And if you want this configuration or that configuration. So please come during store hours, or if you're a little bit more modest, you could come after hours and we'll give you alcoholic beverages and we'll sit you in the hot tub and you can see it wow. all for yourself and then be thrilled. Wow! And I said, I mean, I don't, walk around anywhere in my bathing suit, more or less in a storefront where there will be cuts. (laughs) I mean, not to mention, if you actually think you're trying to sell any of these things, the last thing that is going to help your sales is for someone to walk in and find me sitting in the hot tub, (laughs) like not exactly hot tub model looking. But Amber said, no, no, let's do it. Let's, you know, this is a big purchase. Let's really try it out. So we did it one day. Um, 
the last hour of, so whatever, four o'clock. So I hope there would be fewer customers and thank the Lord there were no customers. Oh, great. So we tried the hot tub and then I really wanted the sauna, but at this particular store, they only had what is called infrared saunas, which I guess is kind of the new thing, which it doesn't use old fashioned like rocks and steam. It has essentially like some creepy lights that glow and somehow (laughs) get warm. And I felt like might just be kind of cooking you from the inside out. And I did not prefer it. So was it it lights red? Well, you could do different mood lighting, something. I don't, I, I mean, I read up, I did read up on the technology more so than this narrative is letting it um, implying that I did, but it's still creepy. So, so we left we're like, okay, here we're getting this. We have to call the electrician to get this, to get set up for the whirlpool or the hot tub. And Karen's now not getting the sauna, which is the thing that she wanted. But then I said, why? It's not like you can only get the sauna from the one place. You can get a sauna from another place, the kind of sauna you want. So then, okay, I'm feeling better about things. Then that night, in the middle of the night, Amber Googles, why not Why not to buy a hot tub? Which <laughs> I thought was genius. Did you already buy it at this point? No, I mean, we hadn't signed anything, no. Okay, but I right. certainly left thinking, okay, this is done. Like, how are you going to deliver it here on the back of what truck win? Right. And... You know, I mean, if you Google why not to do something, you can pretty much find a lot of reasons. And yes. and Amber did, you know, everything from, you know, Legionnaire's disease to, um, you know, just the amount of maintenance that goes into the thing. But it was enough to deter and scare us. Okay. So we woke up the next morning no longer buying a hot tub. But Karen was still getting the sauna. So I oh, placed wonderful. my little sauna order. And the sauna is supposed to come next week in time for summer and um, perfect timing and my birthday. So I feel like this is a very happy Happy ending to the street. Yeah, we spent about a quarter of what I thought we were going to end up spending. Yes. And I got the thing I wanted and I didn't get the hot tub that was going to require maintenance and work out of it. You can put the extra money you saved towards... Uh, Williams Sonoma gravy next year, and just tell oh. everybody who's giving you all these advice to just shut up. That would be a very nice idea, but the the savings has already been allocated oh, okay. to massages for Amber since she wasn't going to be able to sit in the soothing <laughs> hot tub. She calculated, and it's something like she can get one massage a month for twenty years <laughs> for the cost of oh, the savings wow. of the hot tub. So. The, I'm sorry that the savings has already been, yes. been spoken for. So that is, so that we're just back oh in a quandary okay. about the gravy. But yeah. Okay. Well, I, w- I wanted to say to you, because I thought the hot tub was a done deal. So my follow-up question was indeed, are you sure you want to take on the maintenance of a hot tub? And if so, how would you divvy this up since Amber wanted the hot tub and you wanted the sauna? Amber could do the maintenance of the hot tub and you could do the maintenance of the sauna, but now we don't worry about it. No. And that would have been an excellent for me division of labor because my understanding is the sauna will need pretty much no maintenance. Right. And hot tub is going to need a ton of maintenance. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, that would have been fine. But I, yeah, let's, we don't even have to worry about that now, that hypothetical. No, we don't. We'll just happily go sit in our sauna. She'll get her massage and you'll be in the sauna. All will be good. <laughs> it's going to be so nice here. 
Okay. I want it'll be quiet while I'm in my sauna because Amber will be at the masseuse place. Yes. And yeah. What I want to know is does the sauna have speakers in it? Like, can you do Bluetooth? Can you listen to, I don't know, Midwest Bias podcast while you're in the sauna or, or doesn't it? Well, speakers were a, a plus plus. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I got the plus plus of the Wi-Fi so that I can be somewhere else and turn it on. Okay. So it'll heat up while I'm doing other things, and then upon my arrival, oh, it'll nice. be pleasant. But I did not. I did not get the speakers because my intention is just to have calm silence. Yes, but if you have guests, say the Hall of Famer and and me. If you have guests that want to use the sauna, you might yeah. you maybe should have sprung for the plus plus for guests who might want some music or something. Just a thought. That's a nice idea. We did get <laughs> the sauna bigger than I because I wanted a sauna for one because yeah. that's me. And so I only care about that. But then the notion was there might be times where other people would want to be in there. Mm-hmm. So we got it big enough so that other people could be in there. I won't go in there when there are other people in there. I'm not interested in that. And I will be wearing like full on shorts, t-shirt, like fully closed while I'm in there. And I'm going to encourage all others. Like there was a, a plus plus, you could get like a robe hook for the exterior. And I said, no, because everyone who goes in here is going to have clothes on. So no okay. one needs to like take their little robe off and trounce around and go in there like ever it's gonna be a rated g um <laughs> full full attire hot tub the signage i'll say i was gonna ask you if you intended to go in the buff no i have been in a sauna and i do not i am with you i don't want to take off my clothes i, I but you know shorts and a t-shirt are fine because you're gonna get hot yeah it's fine just like when you do other things and sweat in your yes. clothes. I think it's very natural and hygienic. I think it's it's the way to go. But you're not going to sit in there. Even with Amber, you won't sit in there? You're, you just want this solely for yourself only? That's right. It's okay. a little wooden box where I would like to go sit by myself okay. and be hot. Okay. So if the Hall of Famer and I, or I should say when we come... We are, we are welcome to come. We are welcome to use oh. the sauna. You just won't be mm-hmm. in there. That's exactly right. Okay. I'll give you. I will give you the Wi-Fi passcode so you can start it up when when you're on the whatever the 18th green. You could start it up okay. by the time you get back here. It'll be just okay. perfect for you. And I'll say enjoy yourself and go the other way. Okay, this is great. Now, when yeah. you you said you were going to get the hot tub, what I envisioned the hot tub being is under the deck. Did I have that right? That's exactly Outside. right. So it's a okay. yep, it's a walkout basement back there, as mm-hmm. you know, and there's a mm-hmm. deck, and so then the the at the ground level, yes, it would would it would have been the perfect space. Even Melissa at the sauna, spa, pleasures, whatever it was called, store said, "Oh my goodness, this is like picture perfect." Where well, we would yes. put a hot tub. You could heckle people on the 17th tea box. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's in, covered, so there will be less yeah. whatever elements coming on it and easy to get the electrical. It was going to be really nice there. Yeah. But alas. But the sauna is going to be indoors. I envision that somewhere in the basement. That's right. It's going in the utility room. I mean, they're, okay. they're, they're lovely looking things and they suggest you just like plonk it out and you're rec room or your oversized master bathroom or wherever. But as I said, it's just really, 
ideally in a perfect world, it's really just for me. And yes. so now you and your three listeners and one sister know it's going to be in the utility room, but I don't think anybody else really will need to know it's in there. I see. So you're not going to advertise it when people come to visit. Hey, you want to go on the sauna? That's not going to happen. No. Mm-mm. And will be- Amber do that? Well, she's not terribly good at biting her tongue on anything, you know, so I think I think it's possible that it might get out. Yes, but, I think so. Plus, uh, you know, you're right. The three listeners will know. And, but, but that's why I have the, the signage will be important about sort of the rules about, you know, clothing and. Right, right. I think I could abide. I mean, I know I could abide by those. I, it's a short list, but it's an important list of rules. Yes, it is. I would agree. Well, congratulations. <laughs> I would like you to text me a picture when you get it. Sure, sure. And you know, the little things say it will take three people four hours to set it up. So I figure that will take one person 12 hours. Are you going to try to set it up? Or you're just going to have like, can you bring the wood man back? It's made of wood. Maybe he could set it up for you. No, I don't think he likes me very much. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to, we're going to have a little cooling off period with the wood man, but no, I believe that I can set it up, but then I'm going to have to phone an electrician man to come mm-hmm. and do the final little electrician yes. p- pieces. Yes. But I intend to to build it myself. Okay. Well, maybe we could have a few texts as to your progress. Yeah. <laughs> They're delivering it on a pallet at the end of the driveway. So it's going to be something when it gets here. Counting well, I, the days. That's very exciting. I have, yeah, I you. don't, I have no interest in a hot tub. I do have mm-hmm. some interest in a sauna. I, I can tell you that I probably would not last longer than two minutes in a sauna, but I think maybe I could build up to maybe, what are you supposed to do? What's the, do you have prescriptions included? Like what you should do? Well, they say no more than 15 minutes at 160 degrees. No problem. You, you could stay under that threshold? I could stay under that threshold for sure. Yeah. But they do talk about like needing to build up to it. Me, I intend just to walk in there and do my 15 minutes okay. at 160 degrees. This, this worries and- me. It's it's stuck in the utility room. No one will ever find Karen. <laughs> I'm never telling anybody I go there for fear exactly. they might follow. It, it's like when you go on a hike and you, all by yourself and you don't tell this anyone where, where you're going. Is, I hadn't even thought about this. Is- this is pretty legit. Homeowner goes missing. <laughs> what? And then they'd have to like just bury me. But what if I perish in the wooden box that is my sauna? And they're like, hell, she's already, we can save on the coffin. Let's yes. just bury her in this thing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? You you wouldn't be in the buff either. It'd be if no, they found I, you. Be, I'd yeah. be closed. Yeah, yes. you're yeah. right. But that's probably is true. I should probably send a little note to somebody and say, yes. going in. If you don't you hear know. from me in 15 minutes, come find me. I'm in the utility room. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good thinking. Yeah, briefly, golf. Mm-hmm. Have you golfed yet? We had a few days here in my area of 80 degrees. We had four days in a row above 80 degrees. Then, of course, mm-hmm. the next day it went down to 30 and it snowed, well, I don't know, three inches here, which mm-hmm. pissed me off. To I mean, I was so mad. Anyway... How has the weather been? Have you golfed yet? We've had the same. And so okay. we have been out twice. We've played, uh, Amber's been out more, but we played um, nine holes Saturday in the in the, the warm that you mentioned, and then mm-hmm. nine holes yesterday before the cold front came back through again. 
So okay. yes, two two nine holes. I think early reviews are yes. that my skills remain very high. My new golf clubs are exceptional. Great. And I'm very optimistic for the season. Oh, good. And the, what the spider putter. Yes. Mm, I yes. don't know about that. Oh, it's, it's really? Just, it's missing many more putts than you think it should. Okay. But so what about it, Amber? Because she had she got all kinds of new equipment. Oh, Does this... She is high on life. Okay. She is thrilled. Well, she good. believes that she outdrives me, which between you and me and the three listeners, <laughs> it does happen on occasion. Right. Um, right. But there's, you know, there's usually some circumstances that are contributing that are beyond my control. So I don't think we, I don't, I don't think we would say something like Amber can outdrive or, or Amber outdrives Karen. I uh-huh. don't think it's to that it needs point to be where consistent. we need to stay that. Yeah. It's just so she has outdriven yes. Karen or, um, you know, if, mm-hmm. if this happens, she, she maybe could outdrive Karen, but we, we're not going so far as to say Karen Amber can or does outdrive Karen. <laughs> and, and what do you have an example of a scenario that has happened? What what has occurred that what needs to happen? Do you miss the ball? Oh, oh no, no! Like I know you wouldn't. Foot slipped. My foot okay. slipped. Yep. Um, I didn't have the glove quite cinched tight enough on my hand. I thought I saw a bird in the corner of my eye. These kinds of things that acts of God. In other words, you'd have to screw up. You'd have to screw up in some way. Okay. Acts of God. Okay. Yeah. Things like this. All right. Uh Well, I, um, geez, I don't know how to divide my time. We need to look at spreadsheets about units when I come, we need to do the sauna. I mean, separately, of course. Separately, and we need yes. We'll take twice as long because we're going to need two shifts. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, Karen, we have done we have done a nice review here, but we really haven't gotten to the wheel question. Yeah, you had real business. Okay, yes, the wheel. Oh, the sound effects. Bring on the sound effects. Yes. Now you have you have to my knowledge, um, you reminded me because I asked you. Have you taken a wheel question? And you said you have. And um, yeah. you said you think you've done it twice. I think so. Okay. Well, let's bring the sound effects. Let's spin the wheel and see what we land on. And I could just say spin it again if I don't prefer that question. Yes, you can. All right. Good. Or if I say I already did that one. Yes. Oh, it landed on question five. Tell me if you've had this one. What's the greatest piece of advice anyone ever gave you or that you gave someone else? You had that one. No, I don't think so. Um, Great. Greatest piece of advice. Uh, Maybe is this advice or is this more of a saying that I embrace? Is not my circus, not my monkeys. (laughs) I think Uh, it's, uh, yeah. I think it's like a Polish proverb. It's like your, your motto. Yeah, yeah. Like... Not my circus, not my monkeys. Okay. The the dean, my, my former dean at, at the university used to use that constantly with me whenever I would have a question or say, you know, this is a real problem. I'd say, what do you think about that, Dean May? And she would say, huh? not my circus, not my monkeys, <laughs> which was a very, um, very efficient way for a dean to manage her troubles. But I, I think even if I don't say that to people, I think that in my head, like uh-huh. this is really not, not my, my problem. problem. Yeah. Not my yeah. problem. 
so th- so I that's that's my I don't know if like I said I don't know if so much advice, well, but it it's a perspective. Like, yeah, it's a. Pers- it sounds like you're saying. Also, you could take it as if it if it isn't your circus, you know, mind your own business. That's part of it too. I think yeah, mm-hmm. like let's deal with the things that are in our world that we need to be dealing with, and these other things are other people's business or problems, and they don't require my involvement. Okay, I like it. Good. I should- uh, is there when is the last time that you thought that in the last thirty minutes or so? This morning at about eleven okay. fifteen uh, in a meeting, oh, and someone okay. was <laughs> saying that I needed to solve this and I needed to do this right away. And I thought to myself in mm-hmm. my own head, "Not my circus, not my monkeys." <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> what, what I said out loud was yeah. something much more diplomatic and professional. Okay, all right. Well, did you? Are you going to take care of it, or are you really just? Nope. It was offloaded. Okay, great. great. So I did take care of it, yeah. All right. I like that. I like that. Now, we have one more question, or possibly Mm -hmm. two, but for sure one. I've kept you beyond the time that I probably should have. If you had a sauna right now, you'd probably be gone by now, but you don't have your sauna yet. No, I've really got nothing better to do. So what do you, what do you, normally I I have important things to do. Like I have to go get in my sauna. I have to go play my golf. Golf, But today, today you're, you're the highlight. So what do you got? (laughs) Uh, I want to know, Karen, and it could be, I mean, you're answering for yourself, but you could also Mm -hmm. answer for your family growing up. You can answer for Amber, if you dare. Uh, The question is, do you take your shoes off when you enter your house? Like, when you come home, do you take your shoes off or do you just walk right on in? Well, assuming it's dry and I don't have any debris on my shoes, I just walk in. I always, always prefer to have my shoes on. Is that right? Yes, I don't I don't prefer ever to be barefoot or like uh, in my socks. I feel much safer and better about the world when I'm wearing my shoes. So, okay. So when we come, the Hoffer and I, we always mm-hmm. take our shoes off. Does this bother you in any way? Or do you say, not my circus, not my monkeys? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. <laughs> now, of course, this isn't specific to you and the Hoffer, but like, I presume if people come in your home and take their shoes off, that that's a custom they have in their own homes. And so they're, mm-hmm. or they think it might be your custom. So they're being, I always presume people think they're being polite mm-hmm. and considerate mm-hmm. when they do that. Yeah. And so I will typically say, oh, that's not necessary. But if they like, no, no, that's fine. And then they start strolling around. I don't prefer it because <laughs> I don't prefer feet. Okay. Or like, you know, feet. I just don't prefer it. And then heaven, you know, then sometimes some people will then like put their feet on your coffee table or on oh. your footstool and think yeah. that that's fine. And that makes me kind of um, squirm a little bit. Uh-huh. But I I come back to, I think they're just think they're being polite. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to keep it together. Okay. So when you say you feel safer, I have a, a few follow-up questions here. Oh, yeah. If you, I thought your answer would be, yes, you take your shoes off because I know how clean you like your house. Yeah. And so you, I wouldn't think that you'd want dirty shoes on your flooring. And I yeah. would think that socks are cleaner because, you know, the inside of your shoes should be cleaner than your out- outside of your shoes. But mm-hmm. if you're saying no, you like to keep your shoes on, what is your reason for for that? Do you feel more supported in your arches or what is it? 
No, because when I was five years old, I was running down the stairs and I jumped the last five flights of stairs or the last five stair step things. And just prior to that, I had been playing with my father's golf things, his golf tees and his golf balls and whatever, and had like set up the tees on their heads. So they were like little spears coming up out of the ground that then I was knocking over with the golf balls. And I left them all set up like that when I'd gone to do other things. And then when I came back down, I jumped and then up through the foot of sole of your foot (gasps) comes the tees. And so ever since then, I have thought, you know what, I'm going to keep my shoes on because you just never know what hazards lie ahead of you what sort of dangers await you yeah what how you might have booby trapped your own very self yeah so it's best just to have your shoes on and I think that ever since then it's just like let's let's keep them on because you don't know well that I think I mean five years old that is a traumatic that was that traumatized you yes it totally did but the most interesting thing about it was that you know there was no blood like you'd think like it took me a minute I felt tremendous pain and it took me a minute to sort of be like, what has happened? Because there was no blood because you'd essentially like stopped up, you know, like put a cork in your own right blood. So there's no blood. And then, and then the same thing when I ran or hopped on one foot to my parents, they were both like, what, what, I mean, how does this happen? And there's no blood, like what it, and you know how there used to be those little nail tricks with your finger, like that would bend around the back. It, it was like a head of the nail and then it would bend uh, a little yeah, bit yeah. and put it on your finger. I think they thought it was a prank like that because they just could not figure out <laughs> how does this child come to have teeth stuck up from the bottom of their foot and no, no, I mean, but how does that happen? And then there's no blood. So it was a puzzle, but yeah, oh. ever since then I've just worn shoes. So the tea went how far into your soul? Oh, it's like the the head, the top of the tea where you place the ball was essentially flush with the bottom of oh. my foot. And then and the, the tea's <laughs> spike thing was just sticking <laughs> straight up from there. Oh my God. And I didn't hit any bone or... You're very lucky. You know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now... But it's, yeah, it's unrelated, but I've had this other th- goofy thing. Oh, okay. In my 20s, I ha- was going to, to work and the little tailor man had done some alterations on my pants and had left in straight pins in the pants. Ugh. And so I was like, oh, this is a problem. So I stored at the time because I'm not, I don't sew or do anything like seamstressy. So yeah. I just was storing the straight pins that the tailor man would leave in the things in a Ziploc bag. So I had a Ziploc bag with straight pins. Tailor man had again left the pins in the pants. So I pulled the pins out, put them in my Ziploc bag, threw the Ziploc bag on my bed, went to work, did my whole thing. That night I came home and I was so tired. I just jumped up on my bed <laughs> and then elbow, put put my elbow straight oh. down on this Ziploc bag of straight pins. <laughs> and I started screaming because it was like so painful. Oh, and yeah. my roommate, Jennifer, at the time, so I go running out of the bedroom. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. And I have this Ziploc bag of straight pins hanging oh. off my arm. And so she couldn't figure out how this has happened, but she starts pulling them all out. I was like, get them out, get them out. And so she pulls it all out. And then it was just like silence after she finished. And it was like, okay, I think, I think we've solved the problem. Like go to bend my elbow and it's like, 
like it seized up. So it ended up that the straight pins had gone in and some of them had um, hit the bone in the, in the elbow joint and then cracked off and then like lodged in there. Oh my God. So then Jennifer and I had to go to the hospital (laughs) and they x-rayed it. And sure enough, there's like five (laughs) shards of straight pins all in the elbow. (laughs) And they had to operate and go in and get these things out. So this has just been a lesson that things can pierce you from when you least expect it. And it's best to, you know, wear shoes and not store sharp objects in Ziploc bags. Or on your bed. Well, yeah, the bed's fine as long as it's just not in a Ziploc bag. You need to get those little tomato. That's what oh, yeah. my dad bought for me at oh, the time yeah. as my get well present. One of those little tomato. Um, as your get well present. Six <laughs> things to keep my um, straight pin. So that yeah. was a t- that, that's a real tangent from the... That's Do okay. I wear shoes in my Speaking house? But, that's the reason yeah. we named the last podcast. What we yeah, I, I did know like, like those every now and again. But yeah. yeah, no shoes in the house unless it's they're wet. And if other people come in, I just let them do what they need to do. Okay, what if you go to a house like our house where mm-hmm. the the hosts, the owners prefer your shoes off mm-hmm. and they ask <laughs> you to take them off? What do you do? This is a real struggle. So I, of course, adhere to the norms of the family that I'm visiting. (laughs) Okay, good. But? I strongly regret it when I have to do that because often I find that then my socks get dirty. Oh, um, yes. From padding around in their house. So I don't Mm -hmm. prefer that. If I know the person sort of well enough, what I typically, and I know that they're going to prefer that, or I know it's like snowing. And so really you shouldn't be going into their home. I will sometimes bring a pair of shoes, dry, clean pair of shoes with me mm-hmm. and then put those on. But, okay. but usually the people who they just don't want shoes in their house, they count those as shoes they don't want in their house. And so I just suck it up and try to be strong mm-hmm. and brave. Okay. <laughs> strong and brave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think in our house, if you had a clean pair of shoes, that would be acceptable. Okay, or that's good. Or a lot of people bring, sometimes we'll even say, because it's not like us Midwesterners to just say, oh, please, when you come to the door, please take your shoes off. You mm-hmm. know, we leave hints like we put a boot tray there with a pair of shoes. That's mm-hmm. a hint. That is a good hint. It's and, a really and, good or, hint. Or when we invite people over, we'll Subtle. say, uh, which is true, we'll say our, our house is on the chilly side. So bring some slippers, i.e. Mm-hmm. you're going to take your shoes off when you get here. That sort mm-hmm. of thing. Now, mm-hmm. here, this is what I worry about. Which is safer, having shoes on or traipsing potential viruses into the house on the bottom of your shoes? You think that's a real problem? I, I think... Viruses? I think that there has on been reports shoes. that there are lots of things, dog feces. There are lots of things you could step on. So that's well, why that I, I thought you wouldn't want that you would want shoes off in the house. I did not know about the tea, the golf tees, a, a five-year-old Karen. Yeah. No, I had never thought about viruses on shoes. Well, don't wake up in the middle of the night and don't have Amber Google, <laughs> Google what do you what? not want on the bottom of your shoe? <laughs> I tell you though, but that has been really handy because there will be times where Amber will say, I think we should buy 
you know, fill in the blank. And I said, I think we should Google why not to to buy that thing. That's Uh the the wonderful thing about the Google machine is it will come right. back with an answer to everything, a long list of things. And it's not always Legionnaire's disease, but it's right. something that is dissuasive. Okay. Well, let's pretend that you did want your shoes off. You wanted guests to bring their put, take their shoes off. Mm-hmm. Would you come straight out and ask them or would you hang up some sign that says, thank you for removing your shoes? Or how would you handle that? I would not hang a sign, although I just talked about how I'm hanging a sign on the sauna. I would not hang a passive-aggressive shoe etiquette sign in my foyer. Mm -hmm. It's better to just have a boot tray down, don't you think? Yeah, but some people aren't going to. borderline passive-aggressive or not? No, no, because I just think that's where you put your shoes. That's where we put our shoes, yeah. So whatever. I figure that's your own problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So no signage. I guess I think if you feel very strongly for whatever reasons, I think you should just articulate your desire. Uh, okay. I would not do okay. it though. And does Amber take her shoes off? No, not typically. Unless, again, unless we've been like strolling around and there's mud or okay. something. We're gonna but no, to... this is a shoe, shoe-friendly shoe home. Encouraged actually. Okay. We're going to have to figure out what trauma she had when she was five years old that she doesn't wear <laughs> shoes. Okay. So I know that the Hall of Famer and I... Secondary trauma from yes. my story. I know that the Hall of Famer and I always take our shoes off when we come to your house. So now that I know that, that you are secretly yeah, I've never squirming. Just um, don't put them on the coffee table. We don't do that. But, yeah. you know, sometimes I have wondered when people just come into houses and they take their shoes off, they put their feet on the couches. And I always mm. feel like you should ask, is it okay that our, you know, we're, you know, because some people might not want the feet on the couch. Do you think that that's a normal question or do you think that it's just understood that it's okay to put your feet on the couch? I would never presume that it's okay to put your your feet on other people's things. Okay. I, I agree. I Mm-mm. agree. I don't think you could just presume that. In this day and age, in this world, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. It's okay. just not safe to think you can just do that. Okay. Mm-mm. I'm hoping that someone's listening. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've tackled the important questions of the month. The world's problems? Yes, I do think so. Okay, Karen, thank you for joining me again. I Actually, you know what, Karen? I did forget one thing. Okay. I would not be a good interviewee, or excuse me, a good interviewer, if I did not ask you, and you don't have to tell me, but I know people will, the three listeners will, will be wondering when Karen said that her trip to New Orleans was awful, I think people might want to say or might be asking themselves, why is her trip awful? Why does she not want to go to New Orleans? That's a tourist destination. Yeah. Is is my Aunt Cindy one of your three listeners? Do you happen to know? <laughs> I don't, before I, I, before I, I answer this question and fall into this trap, <laughs> uh, Aunt Cindy? <laughs> okay, so it's family stuff. It's family stuff. All right. That's all you need to say. <laughs> no, I was going down to help my aunt and my uncle. And my uncle had a heart surgery. And um, it was just one thing after another. Mm-hmm. And got extended. And oh. it was just a rough, rough go of it. But the end of the story is that I made it home. Yes. And, <laughs> and Uncle Mike uh, and his heart surgery went fine. And Aunt Cindy mm-hmm. survived it. 
So we're, it was a happy ending. Very good. Maybe not a happy beginning or middle, but a happy ending. And I could see how you wanted some luggage for that. Some yes, luggage. definitely so. Okay. Yes. Well, you know we're going to have to have a report on the sauna at next time, maybe Amber's massages. And I look forward to hearing from people whether or not they take their shoes off. And any traumatic stories are welcome from childhood. Definitely. That sounds good, Kirsten. Okay. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you hopefully before two months' time. Looking forward to it. Okay. Bye-bye. Taste test with the Hall of Famer. (sighs) Yep. It's time for the taste test with the Hall of Famer. Welcome back, the Hall of Famer. Uh, Let's do this. We have three beers tonight. The Hall of Famer has chosen three beers. Woo! Why don't you go ahead? We'll get right into it. Uh, first, though, we should probably review the cheesy rating system. Zero equals ish. One equals criminy. Two equals oofta. Three equals it's interesting. Four equals ah jeez, it's good. And five equals you gotcha. Okay. All right. First one is from the Patrick Smith. Oh, and okay. I believe we only have one left of his after this one. Oh. This one's called. Corvette Steve, and Cor- it wait what? Corvette Steve is Corvette, the, it's the name of the can. Corvette Steve, yeah, and it's from the Aslan Beer Company, and which is a Midwestern it, beer. Nope, nope, Herndon, Virginia. Okay, also in Alexandria, Virginia. Oh, uh, six point zero percent alcohol by volume, and it's a sour ale brewed Ooh. with blackberry, strawberry, banana, marshmallow. And vanilla. Oh, marshmallow. Yep. People, I, I enjoy the marshmallow. This is in the there. smoothie-esque. Is this yep. the smoothie? Maybe. All right. Maybe it doesn't say to uh, you know, invert and twirl. Swirl. Yeah. Twirl. Yeah. Roll. None of the above. All right. Let's see though. Oh, I did not give a lovely description of the can, so I'll do that quickly. Oh, I thought you already did that. Well, no. The the picture on the can, it kind of reminds me of like a Miami Vice look. Yeah. Like 80s, it's a drawing of a guy's face with some sunglasses on and some blonde hair. Spiky hair. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just a drawing. Cool looking. Mmm, smells good. What's it smell like? It smells like beer, obviously, but fruit of some sort. Definitely don't smell the marshmallow, but let's give it a go. It is a orangish peachy color. Yeah, I would, I would say. say. Which is sort of the color of the can, although the can's... No, that's a different can. Mm. Never mind. That's good. Ooh, definitely sour. Ooh. Good flavors, though. You, you can almost taste, taste the, the marshmallow. marshmallow? Mm-hmm. Mm. Almost. There's just a little something there. It is good. I'm going to give that... I'm going to give that a four. You've gotten stingy with your ratings with yeah. Patrick Smith beers. Yep. But I, no, it's still really good. I would definitely order this. Uh, you, I wouldn't say uh, it's like, Oh, geez, it's good? Yeah. Okay. I think I think uh, Drecker beers are still some of my favorite. North Dakota. Mm-hmm. We're going to that brewery in August. Yes, we are. Okay. It smells like fruit. I guess I like them a little thicker. I don't really think it smells like beer. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it smells fruity. I don't smell marshmallows. Here we go. Yeah, a zero after factor. Mm. Sour. Um, I have my number for you underneath. Initial... Initial reaction is this is good. Is there grapefruit in it? Uh, no. Okay. No grapefruit. Kind of tasted like maybe there was some grapefruit. Blackberry, strawberry, banana, marshmallow, vanilla. Okay. 
All right, I'll do another one. Yep, that's a four for me as well. Boom. Nailed, Nailed it. it. I yep. like that a lot. It's good, huh? Ah, geez, it's good. Ah, geez. Okay, next beer is from? Jason. Oh, from Shy Bear, Jason Euphema, Shy Bear Brewing. And I really do love their logo. Yep. Okay, this one is, yes, it's uh, Shy Bear Brewing in Lewistown, Pennsylvania. Is it Lewistown or Lewiston? I think Lewistown. It is, it's called the Spocked. We had this discussion a couple weeks ago. I don't know that we had a, gotten a clarification. I think it's Lewistown. We're going with Lewistown. It, how would you say that, the name of this one? Spocked. Spocked. Spock. And it's a country lager. And he has the Shy Bear logo on it. The bear is covering its eyes. It's cute. It is 5.2% alcohol by volume. Cute logo. 5.2. Yep. I don't know of a country lager. This country lager reminds me of a Kim Wilson River beer. Yeah, this, this I think of darker than a river beer. Oh, okay. Uh, this, we collect the finest New World barleys for rich and bready malt profile and pair them with the spicy floral hop characters uh, character of spalter select and the exceptionally clean profile of danish yeast this lager mm. is then aged on heavily toasted american oak spirals for a crisp and nuanced taste profile and sensory experience that is sure to be spock on oh so maybe the tea is silent. yeah maybe it's spock spock on the can it's it's um it's a nice simple logo it is a Kind of a beigeish color with some red lines on it and black. And those lines are going kind of at an angle, making oh, a V. Sim- a simple design, you mean? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. And then um, the actual design where it says Spock, it, above it is a little barn. Mm-hmm. And there's its circular logo. Logo. It says exceptionally domestic oak wood aged. Oof, I don't yep. think I'm going to like it. I don't think so either, but let's give it a go. The uh, You never know. And one thing I forgot to mention when we talked about Jason Euphemo over at Shy Bear Brewing, the one that uh, made the cheesery beer that I dearly loved. You absolutely loved it. He said he was working on Le cheesery beer number two. Um, I forgot to mention we that We have last significant year. head on this beer. Totally. See, that looks like a river beer. It is darker. Yeah, it is darker than that. Coors Light or something. I'd say it's darker than an amber. Maybe like a brown ale. But maybe this is just the color of a lager. I am uncertain. Smells like a beer. Smells earthy. Mm, I don't smell the oak. Yeah. It'll probably taste like a rotten shoe. But, you know, you never know. Lagers aren't either one of us our thing, is it? No, not generally. It's not bad. Let me give it another go here. If I was really thirsty and that was like the only option for the next four hours, I could choke it down. Four hours? Yeah. But what about if it was three hours? Um, mm, no, I probably, well, I'd maybe drink half. Okay. Gosh. Kind of reminds me of like a Budweiser or something like the that. The head is not dissipating. Not really. It's got to be better than a Budweiser. Well, yeah, but it's that same it, same idea, that same fullness. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'll give that, Um. I'll give it a two. Oh, Which is good. pretty impressive, I think. Really? Yeah. Something yeah, I could. This smells like beer. Something I could go for. It smells like those beers that I always try to avoid in my life. <laughs> avoid in your life. Yeah, that's better than I thought it was going to be. Right. Just like you. Right. For two people that don't like lagers, I also can give this a two, which is a pretty good rating oh, for someone. I you were going to give it a one. Yeah, it's a pretty good rating for some 
people that don't typically like lagers. Yeah. It, this is way better than a Coors Light. This is way mm-hmm. better. And I don't, I'm not saying that a Coors Light is a lager because it's a river beer. Yeah. Much lighter. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's better than a Budweiser. It's yeah. better than all those things. Yeah. It's smooth. It is smooth. Good flavor. I mean, if I like that, that sort of beer. It is very smooth. I took a yeah. second sip and I stick with two. Okay. Good. Yeah. Not I'm impressed shabby. that we like that. Yeah. I'm impressed that wasn't a zero. Exactly. And uh, the final beer. The final beer is from Will. Oh, Will Bird. Yep. At Aquarium, D-R-N-K-E-R on Twitter. Yep. From uh, North Carolina. Crystal Coast Brewing Company, same one. And oh, it nice. is a goes, just different flavors. So this one's a salty wind goes with tangerine and pink guava. And it's 4.4% mm. alcohol by volume. Pink guava. You don't um, like guava? Uh, guava to me is in that grapefruit category, which I don't oh, really like. Well, what am I thinking? Oh, I'm thinking of agave. Agave, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> never mind. No, not, not the My same bad. thing. Not the My same bad. thing at all. Uh, seabirds fly the salty wind east to south, north to, we- north to west. Can we go as they go? What mm. a poem, huh? Okay. And this is a North Carolina beer, as they all are, from Will. The picture, um, or the can, it does look like a picture of a lovely sunset with geese flying in the distance in the uh, Victory V formation. Mm. We have some oranges on the water and some pink in the sky. So the orange oh. is, is supposed to be a reflection in the water. Yeah, and maybe like a guava picture. Sure. Guava, but sure. also just a beautiful sunset. Yeah, it's very pretty. Very nice can. Very light in color. This would this would look more like a river beer color. It's yeah. I would say it's a blonde to golden ale. It's a ghost though, right? Yep, it's a ghost. Ghost. Yep. Ghost. Oh, it smells good. It definitely smells citrusy. Oh. And I do love a good like grapefruit flavored I, beer. I do not. Oh man. Our friend Paulette. Oh. Hang on. It's the name drop. Name drop of a week. Paulette introduced us to a German beer, and I can't remember the name of it. No. That we I, I really like, but it's only like not much uh, alcohol in there whatsoever. It's almost like a beer mixed with like half beer, half grapefruit juice, like sparkling grapefruit yeah, juice. It, it's really it's like, good. What's the ABV? It's only like 3.4% or something like that. It's very, yeah. very minimal, but very good. All right, I'm going for it. Okay, yeah, definitely smells fruity. Oh, yeah, that's good, too. Mm. Definitely refreshing. Like, this would be a perfect summer beer. It's light. Not much of an after factor. You definitely get the the uh, the sense of the citrusy in there. I definitely like what's happening there. I'm going to mm. give this one. I don't like it as much as the first one. So I either have to up my other one to a 4.5 and give this a 4. Which I feel is maybe more accurate. What? That's a four? Yeah. And the other one would be a 4.5. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm going to have to do a little changing of the of the number here. Okay. So this is going to be a four, and the other one's a 4.5. I would definitely order this. I think it's really good. Okay. Mm-hmm. My turn. Yep. By the way, before I do this, I have a couple of tweets here. I was looking. Will had sent something to me, which I can't find now, that kind of described Crystal Coast Brewery. Oh, and okay. And sort of its relation to where the Outer Banks are. Perfect. Because he knows like I'm an Outer Banks expert mm-hmm. now. 
Um, I've got two tweets to read here. One from Jolene Wojcik. This is all from after last week's episode at JMR Wojcik. She says, my hubby has become the fact checker of my segment. Two errors. <laughs> they were called cheese straws, not cheese sticks. Mm, okay. We are. We were in row five, not six, on Sunday. Oh, get it right, Those Jolene. Those were major errors, Jolene. I mean. And then do you remember how I was talking about how, you know, my left-handers are just more sophisticated? Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty much superior to us right-handed folk. Adam Jameson at Soft Toss Lefty said, Side note I picked up on. Lefties are the best. <laughs> Mom, sis, and my son are lefties. Yes, I always capitalize lefties and leave the apostrophe out. Oh, okay. So I'm going to go with Adam here. Yeah, what are they be- the best at? Everything. Mm. Okay. okay, here we go. It does smell fruity. Mm-hmm. I can smell the guava. Oh, yeah, is that what you smell? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a feeling I won't like this. But you think maybe I would, though, because some gozes I have liked. Yeah, you yeah, you generally like the goes. Oh, it's very... Okay. No. Wow. That's a bit of a harsh response. I yeah. was not expecting that. It's the after factor. Oh, they're okay. Maybe a four after factor, but also just like, I just don't like guava. Oh. And it was a very, very strong guava hmm. attack, basically. Wow. Guava attack, folks. <coughs> oh, man. Mm-mm. Boy, I gave that country lager a two. <sighs> Do you need to change that? Or does that just have to go that much lower? It's an interesting flavor, so I guess I'll have to give it a three. No way. You don't like it better, though, than you do the, the lager, right? Bring, bring that lager back over here. Now I feel like I, will, I can't have you give it a better I will rating. have to determine now which one I'd rather drink. Yeah, because I'll tell you what, you didn't make that kind of face when no. you had the lager. It's because I don't like guava. Yeah. Well, you don't generally like lager either. I like this better. Yeah, you don't. You certainly didn't make a weird yeah. face. So this, like this, you're I'll have to give this salty wind goes a two, one point five. One point five. There you go. Yeah. It's got to be less. It's the guava Not equal to. Okay, so way we the way we have this situated is I get the sour. Yep. Well, although you, I did have it at a four point five, yeah. I technically we'll, get all of them we'll except just, the lager. We'll just pass over that. You get the goes, and we split the lager. Okay. Okay. Yes, dear. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much, Patrick Smith. Thank you very much, Will Bird. Thank you very much, Jason Euphema, Hall of Famer, for joining me. I hope you had a great Central Standard time. I most certainly did, and thank you, everyone. All right, that's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Midwest Bias Pod. On the World Wide Web at midwest Bias dot castos that's c-a-s-t-o-s dot com you can email us your questions and comments most midwestern moments of the week midwest mediator and anything else at midwestbiaspod at gmail.com you can find us anywhere you find your podcasts and if you're listening to this you obviously found us and lastly i would really love a five-star review wherever you can leave reviews for podcasts So thank you. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Bye now. I don't prefer feet.